0: Coming to you from the foot of the majestic Rocky Mountains, Denver, Colorado, it's the Savage Cast, a Savage Worlds podcast brought to you by the Rocky Mountain Savages. Here are your hosts, Chris, Savage Mummy Fox, and Christopher, Savage Bull Landauer.
1: Welcome, Savage Cast listeners, to episode 37 Count Your Blessings. I'm Christopher Savage Bull Landauer. And Chris Savage Mommy Fox.
2: And Dustin Hatchett with no special moniker.
1: Our special guest this evening is the Ron Blessing. Welcome, Ron.
0: Hey, guys. How are you?
1: Doing well. Wonderful. And lots of good Savage news that happened with you recently. So, the. Uh, Figured we'd talk about it and uh, welcome you back to the Savage community and especially the podcasting Savage community because this Savage cast itself owes its uh, existence to your Savage cast work. So I think we the history of the Savage cast was that we started, I got invited on to the last few episodes of the Smiling Jacks Bar and Grill, which at the time was being run by Justin Suzuki and Chris Fox. And that podcast was originally the brainchild of you, correct, Ron?
0: Yeah, it was myself and Veronica and Sean Patrick and actually talking about it, and yeah, very cool.
1: So yeah, we've, we've we've got this like genetic legacy of cool Savage podcast stuff going
3: on. Before we get to that though, um, who are you? How'd you get into gaming? For those few people who might not know, I mean, come on, most people know who who Ron Ron is, but. Uh, give it to us anyway.
0: Yeah, at least in the Savage community, I think I'm known. But yeah, so um, I'm Ron Blessing. I have been gaming since 1984 when a buddy of mine, uh, we were walking home from school and he wanted me to come over after school and he busted out AD&D First Edition and ran me through what we now call a, a Monty Hall style one-on-one dungeon. Uh, soon after that, I started playing Redbox D&D with another friend. And the very first thing I game mastered was Star Frontiers. And uh, yeah, so I started podcasting in 06 with a show called The Game's a Thing. I found myself with a lot of Savage Worlds guests, partially because the very first person that we interviewed was uh, Shane Hensley. And, you know, no uh, surprise that I'm a fan of Savage Worlds. And other Savage creators sort of reaching out to us. And it became a thing. And eventually we uh, decided to create Smile and Jack's Bar and Grill. And so uh, I've been very blessed as far as, oh God, I can't even believe I made that own pun, my own pun there. Um, <laughs> we, we feel really good about uh, how things have gone with the Savage community. It's the best gaming community, in my opinion, in the world. And so we're, we're happy to be back in the podcasting scene now with our new show, Savage Interludes. Now that we can send my son to another part of the house and he can sometimes put himself to sleep, we can actually record. And uh, we got joined by uh, a great savage creator who happens to be in my game group, Tracy Sizemore, and, and she's doing a killer job because she wrote all the music and is writing all the music and is doing all the editing so I get to host and perform and not have to worry about all that stuff.
1: So, yeah, I think you forgot. What is the name of your new podcast? Oh, we did.
0: Uh, I think I said it. I don't know. But it's Savage Interludes. And the, the whole concept was we intend to kind of talk about, obviously, the Savage World's rules. But really, we want to talk about, over time, just Role playing in general, um, and then when we speak mechanically, we'll we'll be referencing the Savage Worlds rules because there are so many things that you can do in Savage Worlds. It's it's easy to use that rule system to to help frame you know your ideas and such.
1: Yeah, and your first your first episode was called like start with an interlude, and you did so that was like meta, and then it was even more meta because your interlude example was about a middle aged gamer sitting around a table doing an interlude. Yep. <laughs> it was like. You know, lasagna layers of meta going on there.
0: <laughs> you know, back in the day, honestly, that has to come from um, what I call the volume two era of Smiling Jack's Bar and Grill. And um, I have to give some credit to Chris Fox for some of that because we started doing some crazy uh, at the table rules demos um when we were doing smiling jack sparrow together and it was so much fun I, I i thought that you know when we do those rules demos i still want to kind of capture that fun and that aesthetic of um just having a good time and using examples that people can kind of get behind and understand so
3: yeah yeah it makes it makes a lot you know makes it makes a lot of sense to do it that way and and i actually just listened to the first episode this morning uh at work and just it was it's, it was like old home day, <laughs> listening to you and Vern.
0: Yeah, it, the only problem I have with the first episode is that it was super echoey, and that's because we were doing it in the uh, the dining room in our house, and we live in Tucson, and uh, carpet is kind of hard to come by in tucson so there and we have an open floor plan so there's all kinds of uh extra sounds coming from that um for the second episode due to uh tracy's genius we we got a lot of that under control so the sound will be better going forward
3: yeah and i could i could actually really tell because i I basically listened to both of them because i you know i saw that the second one was available so i listened to the second one and you could really tell a difference
0: yeah, that that the difference is the first one was recorded with a single microphone um, with four people surrounding it. It wasn't 360 mode. It was a, a, a blue Yeti. Um, so it is designed for that. But it was really hard to get the levels right without bringing in all the echoes just because everybody speaks at different vocal volumes. So starting with the second episode, and I'm sure people are super excited to hear about all this technical junk, but uh,
1: <laughs> I don't know. It's, it is bizarre how many people are kind of audiophiles who really judge yeah. podcasts by the audio quality. So I don't mind talking about the the technical stuff.
0: Yeah. So so basically we went to, to separate mics for the second one and uh, really the, the sound quality just went through the roof from there. So um, we're real happy with it at this point.
3: So is this going to be, uh, what, what's your release uh, schedule plan?
0: Our plan is going to be uh, weekly on Thursdays at this point. Part of that is that um, Tracy uh, uh, has a home business, and so she has committed to doing the editing. And, you know, she also doesn't have any kids or any of that kind of stuff going on, and she thought it would be Easier on me because I went into this insisting that we were going to split it, and then she hasn't let me touch it since. So, um, (laughs) there you go. That's fun. (laughs) That's
1: like going to a steakhouse and being like, "Oh, let's split the bill," and then someone insists on paying. It's like you know when you think about editing and someone's going to pick it up to slack. Like you can make a little fuss just to make sure you you know you you look good, but letting someone else do editing is kind of a good way to go about it.
0: It is, and you know it's funny because there's a lot of services out there. That will edit like people will, you know, you can pay them to edit. I think the going rate's like a buck a minute or something like that, which is super reasonable. But um, I originally was planning to do a patreon and then we're like, well, I don't know if we're gonna do a patreon. And uh, recently actually had a listener reach out and hey, say, hey, where's your Patreon? I'd like to throw money at you. And I'm like, oh, oh, well, that's interesting. So we don't know what we're gonna do with the patreon yet. And until we have a solid idea, uh, we're not going to do it, but once that idea comes, we'll, we'll probably go ahead and do a Patreon. We do have expenses, so, you know, it is what it is.
1: Right, and those things are tough. Like, we, you know, we consider those kind of things, and it's like, you know, at some point, if you start a monthly subscription, you almost feel obligated to continue making content on a very strict schedule, and that's just not us. Yep. <laughs> so we're like, no, we'll find another way of, of paying for all the expensive stuff.
3: Yeah, Chris and I, uh, you know, have a, have a hard enough time. You know, getting together once a month. So
0: that's another thing you inherited from uh, Smiling Jack's Bar and Grill. I mean, honestly, Savage Cast is is kind of a unofficial continuation of Smiling Jack's Bar and Grill. So I think you caught the curse of, oh my God, I'll never get this out on time.
1: <laughs> right? I don't think. I mean, I, I, we've made the mistake of like hinting we'd have something of a schedule before, but I don't think we ever really yeah. promised. And it's one of those things where it's like, you know, all the other things are taken on, too, which is kind of the other reason to bring you on, is uh, you just got announced being the Pinnacle Community
3: Manager. So congratulations on that. Yeah, tell us a little bit about what, what's that involve and, and what's that position all
0: about. Yeah, it's it's really cool. So basically, my job, and, and this is, I'll be honest with you, um, I'm a little nervous because one of my jobs – is to um, assist Clint Black in answering rules questions, and you know, guys, how how important those those rules um, forums are to Clint, and I could not have been more honored than I was, you know, to be asked to help out with that. The fact that I'm trusted with really a very important job, and it's a service that no other publisher, to my knowledge, does anywhere near as well, at least, as, um, you know, Peg does. So that's one of the things. So I'll be on the forum, and I'll also be overall uh, an admin on the forum, and I will also be uh, main admin over uh, the um, Facebook page, the official Savage Worlds Facebook page. And I will also be helping out. And I found this out today, um, or yesterday, I think, that I'll also be um, moderating the uh, Savage Worlds uh, Media Network Discord chat. I'll be kind of running that as well. And there are other things that I can't talk about.
1: Right. We'll get it out of you eventually. We have ways. We have ways. Yeah, well we'll see yeah well and speaking of the the savage Worlds discord the um beyond just the direct lineage um from the games the thing and smiling jacks to savage cast you were recently uh, involved with a couple other um projects that are still pretty relevant um with christian serranos so you want to you want to pimp those so people can go back and listen to some of the good stuff you had going on with christian
0: oh yeah definitely uh Christian is uh, my my wife says that um, Christian is my savage wife, so uh, which is funny because like she plays Savage Worlds as much as I do, but I'm like, whatever. And I, I call him my uh, hetero long-distance life partner, but <laughs> uh, we did two podcasts together. One was the Savage Bloggers Network News, which was basically us just talking about the stuff that went through the Savage Bloggers Network feed. And the other one we did was called Simply Savage, which was a great uh, alliterating name where we just kind of you know took on occasional topics. And and it was fast, but but we dove deep and we were very kind of... Uh, kind of very uh, targeted when we did those episodes. They were So they were really quick, like 15, 20 minutes.
1: Yeah, I really like that content. I mean, those are worth going back and just listening to, um, you know, over and over again because they're – I like how you kind of in the scene across all the Savage platforms. Um, there's really different takes on what people present. Um, and I think Simply Savage is yeah. kind of one of those really kind of good, like, um, you know, hey, here's a Savage topic. Here's something that you can get between a meeting. I was listening to between a meeting and um you know it help your game out uh, and it's they're not dated like you know if you're doing you know like we we do we have product uh, overviews and kind of what's coming up on kickstarter and stuff like that and um but you yeah, know that's that's dated very quickly you know 3 months down the road you know that content is you know yawn um whereas i think i right. talking about deeper issues in gaming um those are things we'll be talking about for a long time.
2: Well, I want to add something into that. We, uh, Saving Throw uh, just had their Savage 60 thing that they're doing uh doing the hashtag and throwing it on the social media forums and that quick 60 seconds of hey this is what this means i thought that was pretty fantastic as community manager how are you working with entities like saving throw
0: so i will be interacting with those folks uh if they are you know working through the media network um specifically related to the discord chat um, that we have for the media network. I don't have a role directly with them at this point other than that. Um, so just like any other member of the new media network, uh, that's that's what we're going to be doing. So uh, I'd love to get involved in some of that st- stuff more, but uh, at this point, that's not going to be my...
1: So is the Discord, the Savage World Discord that's out there now, is that going to become an official Savage Worlds Discord?
0: No, there's a, a specific Discord for the Savage Worlds Media Network that you can only get to if you are a member of the. Um, so if you have a show that signs up for the Media Network license, um, whether it's on YouTube or a podcast or you know any of those things, um, Twitch, whatever, that chat is there for people to kind of discuss, um, you know, techniques or talk about getting getting guests on or figuring out how we want to cover different news, you know, all those types of things that you could discuss. It's a great place also to share kind of techniques, um, technical stuff. A lot, one of the big things about YouTube and, of course, podcasts is that it's kind of a DIY type of situation for um, many people. And so we thought it would be helpful to have that avenue to to talk things over.
1: Very nice. So uh, tell us more about the what is the Savage Worlds Media Network. I don't know if that's been announced big yet. So what can you spill on, on yeah, that? Yeah.
0: Yeah. The Savage Worlds Media Network is a um, a new license that um, was, I think, it was put out on the Tuesday this week. and. Basically, uh, you can join this network, um, you can uh, speak to affiliation to the network, and you get access to, you know, news that's coming up, Um, you get access to, like I said, that Discord server, and it just kind of brings everybody together, and so you know that um, these are people that are on some level working with Pinnacle. Now, obviously, Pinnacle is not responsible for their content or anything, Um, like Simply Savage. Uh, if, if that were a podcast today, you know, we wouldn't be, you know, Christian and I wouldn't be told what to say. Um, and the same is true for, you know, if you guys became media network members, um, you, you know, you wouldn't be told what you had to say or anything like that. It's really all about, um, creating a communication line.
3: Oh, I wouldn't be surprised if that, uh, doesn't happen here in the next couple that we put in for that. Yeah. Well, and that, that's, yeah.
1: That's a, it's an interesting topic. Like, I mean, not to get crazy political. But I think, uh, let me phrase this in in terms of a compliment. I think Pinnacle has done an outstanding job responding to a marketplace that doesn't know what it wants as far as policing. And I use that word intentionally because I think there's this uh, general, like, you know, in the zeitgeist of the larger culture, um, you know, people are revved up and a little uh, divided. Or a lot divided, and I think there's a, a kind of knee-jerk reaction to making somebody in some position of authority either content police or censor or punish or disavow um, other people who say controversial things. And I think there's been a couple incidents of, you know, Savage Worlds adjacent people saying stuff recently that, you know, small fights turn into, you know, mommy, mommy, he's touching me. And um, I think Pinnacle's done a really good job of, you know, maintaining one. I think the mature position of, hey guys, this isn't our job and it's not our responsibility. Like, you know, th- th- we are here to publish games and to do good and to, you know, play with people across the table. Um, but you know. We're a small outfit, and there's not the ability or really even the desire to tell people what to say or not to say about our game or other game um while also, I think maintaining as best as possible in these crazy times really welcoming and productive online platforms like the Facebook group it's in the forums um and that's hard I think right. um I think that's probably why you got invited on to be a community manager as I think you know, you're a respected person who's got the temperament. I mean, I've never heard you get mad. It'd be interesting to see, like, Ron Blessing actually mad. Like,
2: I've seen him role-play fake mad, and that's scary enough.
1: <laughs> right? But, like, I mean, yeah. good, good choice as far as, like, you know, someone who can just handle, can be a, a paladin, a shield between the soft, spongy parts of the business of producing role-playing games and the sometimes prickly community, um, you know, Who has different ideas on one on what you know community stuff should be like, and I I you know I got to be honest I think there are some people who, um, in cheering on like let me put it this way, everyone says they don't like a witch hunt until they get invited to one, and sometimes that's alluring you know, and um, I've seen people you know cheer on this kind of eh, cancel culture is part of it, but it's you know this kind of the attitudes of of um, blowing stuff up and. You know, I think for us and the savages we have our own, you know, stuff that we like, you yeah, no, let's not blow it up. Let's not do this. Let's not you know, it's about gaming, it's about I don't know good stuff.
2: Well, and you want to set the right precedent because now that critical role is doing what they're doing and if you sit in those comment boards in Critical War, how many people were like, What system are they playing? There were hundreds of people in there going, What system is this? figuring it out. Yeah. So as being community manager, it's going to be fascinating to talk to you in a year to see the new folks who are coming in because of new experiences with Critical Role, with the new book, um, you know, with all the new outreach that's going on. And the folks who have been playing Savage Worlds for, you know, a decade or so, how we mesh all of this together. This is going to be a grand experiment. And, um hopefully we all can get your back because you as a community manager, I got a feeling are going to be super busy.
0: (laughs) You know, I look forward to that. I look forward to bringing in these new people that are really likely to come because of Critical Role. I'm excited for that. Um, and I'm excited to see how much the so-called Matt Mercer effect affects the Savage community. I personally think that the Matt Mercer effect will not have as big of an effect on the Savage community in terms of people looking, and and I I should back up, the Matt Mercer effect is basically people watch Dungeons & Dragons on Critical Role, and they see Matt Mercer, Game Master, or DM in that case, And then they think that either, A, they should be able to DM as well, or B, if they're a player, their DM should be as good as Matt Mercer, and then they become disenchanted if that's not the case. So that's the Matt Mercer effect. Um, I I, I don't think that's going to be as big of a problem in the Savage Worlds community because... Frankly, we have some amazing game masters, and you know, some of which that would be proud to have you know, Matthew Mercer at, at their table. But I think Matthew would really enjoy sitting at some of those, you know, savage tables. And a lot of those those folks are, are up there in Denver where you guys are,
1: yeah. And I, I think the I, there, there's one thing I noticed, and I think this kind of gets at um, it hints at one of the recent dust ups. Um, but I I think that dust-up's been settled, so I don't want to reopen it, but I think in gaming in general, in RPGs in general, there is a conflict that will be going on forever because it's with pretty much any hobby and industry. There's the old guard and the new guard, right? And the old guard is kind of looked at as being stayed in their ways, um, a little cranky about the way it needs to be done, and a new guard who has different expectations from a hobby and I think the we have an opportunity now. As I mean, all of us are in, in different ways, you know, a face of a community um, that wants to be welcoming and wants to get people to the table and experience this, this thing. As um, who's doing it right, who the new people are, how we get them, you know, into our culture that is different. I mean, Savage Worlds is different than D anD. d And I did notice some people were a little miffed at. Um, the new on Deadwood is that, like, oh, they're not getting all the Savage Worlds rules perfectly right. Oh, God, I can't watch it then. Right. And there we go. Fox is out. <laughs> the, um, and, and I get it. I get it. And I know, I mean, even, even Shane has told me years ago, so it has nothing to do with the reason one, but like, you know, he sometimes worries about seeing people who change the system too much running Savage Worlds at conventions that, that, you know, new people don't know that all these home rules aren't really what the core of Savage Worlds is. Um, so it seems that, you know, nothing, nothing bad about Undeadwood. Um, but, Um, It is interesting, and it's like, you know, I I saw it, and I'm like, you know, it it is a little bit different, but it's a really good step between Dungeons & Dragons and Savage Worlds. I don't think it will be harmful in the slightest, Um, and in fact, I think when you, if you went full bore from critical role Dungeons & Dragons gaming to full-on card initiative, full-on Benny economy, full-on wild dice... Some people would just, you know, it wouldn't translate, and I do think what their they're heads would
3: d- explode. They wouldn't know what to do, right? They, but it, they would have no clue what to do. It's too
1: different. It, it is it is French to German instead of you know French to, T- to Spanish or Italian. You know, it's it's just or or you're Russian, like a, a different alphabet. Even just you know, no way, no way. Um, so I think. I, so wait, is
3: Savage Worlds the Russians? I'm co- we're
1: the Italians, okay? All right, and Honorable Bear. <laughs>
3: like we and, don't
2: and 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 we're a classically trained, you know it we don't always have to fight, we don't always have to you know we we choose when to have initiative it's it's refined you it's shut elegant. your dirty mouth,
1: <laughs> it's romantic,
2: it's romantic,
1: <laughs> and we totally didn't side with the Nazis during that war <laughs> the uh no but i I, th- I think um you know, there is a place for you know laying down rules, and I think um it's interesting like you you mentioned at the beginning of this episode um about how you and even Fox used to do rules um demonstrations during um a podcast, and how back then in the old days because we're all uh, old now um middle aged yeah. i should say um Right. The uh, who would have ever thought that video would have been a thing nearly as as big as it is becoming now in role playing, and just how like 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 Dustin brought in those sixty second clips that the um, saving throw guys are doing, guys and gals. Um, I use guys as a gender neutral term, please. Um, the folks uh, are <laughs> doing the uh, love it. I mean, it's just one of those things where like there is a there is you know Fox and I had that idea four years ago. Like we should do really short segment stuff with the podcast and then it just turns into man actually trying to get stuff down to a minute is much more difficult than you'd think um and we're like well let's just yep. riff for an hour and instead of spending three hours trying to figure out what a really good 30 seconds is and those hollywood types who have to work on those um you have five seconds to finish your up you know let's do this um and they're really good at it i there's a, i love it i think it's a great a great thing and i'm sh- when they have 20, 10 or 20 of those out where you can just sit there for you know 20 minutes and learn okay you know, here's what a Benny is, here's what an Exploding Dice is, here's what Card Initiative is, and whatever the other ones are going to do. Um, I love that those people are putting that content out. Um, I love the more long-form stuff. Um, so that's why I really like Simple, Simply, Simply Savage, because it's like Simply Savage was you know, a medium-form, here's a really great little tidbit on role-playing and how Savage Worlds works with that. Um, so I hope you guys bring right. some more of that back into the uh, interludes. Um. Yeah, you know, because you know, Fox and I can't do everything. <laughs> like we have all these great ideas, and it's like, man, we spend so much time a week doing Savage stuff. And and like as you know, you 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 announced on Facebook, man, that you are you are doubling down on the RPG industry. So, um, you know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Tell us more about that. Tell us more about like what outside of just you know what you're doing with you know Savage World's community stuff. Um, what are your aspirations? Sure. Because like we we talked at the the last Genghis about. Um, you know, when is Ron going to put his name on the author's, you know, not just the editor side?
2: I I was sitting at the bar with you trying to figure out what was next and you were saying, well, I'm thinking about doing it. It, it, It's awesome to see you here after that conversation at the bar. Uh, yeah, we we, inquiring minds want to know, sir.
0: Yeah. So, um. Uh, I'm going to have to talk about a non-Savage Worlds thing here briefly, but um, it's arguable that Savage Worlds wouldn't exist were it not for this game, so I'm okay with that. Uh, One of the things that I started doing, I want to say, either beginning of this year or maybe the end of last year, was uh, I became the line editor for the Torg Eternity line from uh, Ulysses Spiel, and it's a lot of books that they're doing. And so I have been very busy editing that stuff and I've enjoyed it. It's been great. I've also picked up some new skills uh, that have been good. I'm starting to, to get fairly decent um, understanding in design and I think one of the big things that a publisher could save um, money on would be if they can learn their own layout and I know a, pu- a, lot, of, a lot of small publishers do that. So I wanted to, to learn layout and our workflow at Ulysses is such that I actually edit directly in InDesign. I don't actually uh, edit in Word like I do for my other clients. So that's really interesting. Um, and, you know, I've just had some different things come up. I uh, I did the Game Masters Conference, which is an annual event that I run at Rincon down here in Tucson. And for my talk, I had mentioned that... I was kind of forced to write an adventure for my ETU campaign because of some assumptions that the players made after I unwittingly led them in that direction. And um, Shane was in the audience and he shot me an email and said, you need to write that adventure up. So I'm like, okay, so I think I'm writing an adventure now.
1: (laughs) You don't say no to Shane, man. You don't say no. You
0: you know, so totally. Um, so, So that came up and... Also, uh, I'm going to be doing some uh, character writing for Ulysses as well. And there's some other stuff. I've got my own setting that I have had uh, in my brain, sort of on my mental back burner for a long time. I've worked on it in fits and starts. And I realized that uh, if there's going to be a time for me to make a run at doing this stuff full time, this just happens to be that time. And uh, I, I... was unhappy in my day job um good people i worked with you know nothing against them but i I wanted something more and so here i am this is this is the thing i'm doing now that's kind of kind of a kind of
3: funny that you mentioned you know shane's in the audience and and you know suddenly says uh you know you have to write an adventure i mean that's kind of what happened with us with with buccaneer you know is is yeah we sent off an adventure and you know, the person we send it to comes back and says, well, you have enough here to write in a setting. Do you want to write a setting? Well, I've, I had never done that. My buddy Brett had never done that. And we're both like, sure, we'll write a setting. You know, so it's it's, up to, it's something similar. It's, it's funny how these things come about in, in unexpected yeah. ways.
0: Well, and and it's funny because, you know, Shane in general, I mean, he's he's known really really well as – just a really great guy. I I don't know anyone more honorable and he's super kind. And, uh, you know, all the things that I would say, even if I wasn't working for them, (laughs) but, but frankly, um, when I, when I hear a guy that's, that's created my favorite role-playing game and my favorite settings and someone that I've looked up to for, you know, multiple decades, which which means he and I are both old, um, <laughs> but but uh, when somebody like that hears an idea that I had and says you need to write that up, um, I should do it. And I'll tell you, it's not the first time he's heard one of my ideas and said you should write that up, and I and I didn't do it. So I, I just decided it's it's time to poop or get off the uh, the pot, as it were. I don't know what your rules right. are for. Oh,
1: no, we language. allow language, man. There's no way a Landauer can be on a show, and we, we uh, keep that PG. No way. Um, no, I agree. On it.
0: I, think I didn't a... want to be wrong. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, you do have a good safety net around you when you're trying this out. You have a lot of folks. Um, I mean, Clint, Shane, and, and Jody, they're they they're, they're going to be there for you. Uh, and then the rest of the yep. savages, even like us, we're, we're you know, Feel free at any time when you go, hey, uh, I need some help on this. Um, The amount of skill that's out there to help you and the way that everyone does just rally to each other to help each other get things done in this community is fantastic. So um, know that we all have your back and also know that it's real easy to ask for help because people like to give it. You
0: know, people like to help, especially in our community. I mean, it's seriously—it's I've I've never been around a community that that have been this um, willing to just you know roll their sleeves up and you know pitch in and and help out and be there. We don't always agree on things because we're human, and you know all the percentages of differing opinions. Uh, all those variances of people um, also exist within the Savage Worlds community. But at the end of the day, we get together because we love this game, right? Um, and I, I have to admit, I, I have an embarrassment of riches in terms of you know support, like you say, in getting that writing done. Uh, obviously, you know, I know Chris, the Chris's, and I know Dustin. Um, you guys have have done some of this stuff, um, and just locally, I mean, Tracy's written multiple. Savage Worlds Adventures, I think two so far have been published, and a third one is coming soon. And uh, Daryl Hayhurst is amazing. Um, yeah, he's a friend of the show, just and, and locally,
1: he's also working with Torg, right? He was a big deal on on this, this last round of Torg as well, right?
0: Yeah, he was the line developer until Cyber Papacy, which is the one we start crowdfunding on the 11th. Um, and now the line developer is. Greg Gordon, who is the one of the original creators of Torg, which is amazing. It, it,
1: it is it is kind of amazing, like the just seeing. I mean, for instance, God, we probably known each other a decade. I mean, thinking about it now, um, before I yeah. got involved helping out, like manage the Savages, like I was a, I was there at the beginning, like the, the player when the the Savage Saturday Night number one happened, and and Dustin and I were going back through old con booklets, um, uh, the last couple couple months ago. And it's it's crazy to go back through those and remember what you were doing and when, and I mean I don't know if you mentioned it like but like yeah you were out here in Colorado before you were in Arizona, um, yeah. Was that where were you before? Like how long were you here and and when when did you actually first play Savage Worlds? I guess was that because I remember just from from my memory, like Dustin was running Star Trek uh, back in those days. Yep um neil yeah. hyde and mark gacy were i think gacy was running like a horror game and then neil always runs crazy stuff um i love neil hyde and um and i'm to remember what fox was, was fox for was etu out even yet when no. you first started. no no, no i ran no, some Scooby no. Doo. No, no. That's right, the scooby-doo oh I, god i ran the, some day after ragnarok oh, the the scooby-doo disco game yes yeah and, and, Ron, you were always there as part of that. I mean, you were kind of one of the, the, the like, I don't know, like, you were like my, my little, like, idol. Like, you were like one of the guys who did what I did before I did it, you know, like, organizing the community and being a, uh, um, you know, one of the, the leader types. Um, you, know, just, you know, just, you know, giving the content out. I remember you and, like, Justin and a bunch of people sitting around a table with a bunch of headphones on. I'm like, what are they doing? What is that thing <laughs> over there? And I didn't even know what podcasts were back yeah. then. And um, so, yeah, what was what, what, your history here in Colorado when, and with Savage Worlds going back?
0: So I, I've lived in um, Arizona twice, and I've lived in Colorado three times. Um, and the third time I lived in Colorado was was when I, um, when you got to know me, Chris. Um, I moved there from Tucson in uh, October of 2010. And that February, I went to Genghis Khan. Because of the podcast, Bill Stilson reached out to me and And invited me to Genghis Khan. I didn't. I hadn't. I don't think I've ever been to a game con at that point. And so um, I went out there. I met Chris Fox, and it was the second convention. And Chris Fox, you're going to have to um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was the second convention that you guys did Rocky Mountain Savages stuff at, and you were ramping it up. Yeah, yeah, I think it was. And I remember on that Saturday. Yeah, on that Saturday I got invited to that god awful early breakfast. Yeah. I, I know. What is up um, with these
1: people and they're i
0: i am never on time Fox for is anything. Like, and and they do this. Fox book. is like, let's to get together at six AM. It'll yes, be great. And I'm like, I what?
2: Know. It was seven AM. And and get together uh, that early for bad so, hotel so food. Yeah.
0: I, I don't know if Fox, I don't know if you remember this, but I was part of the decision to do the first Savage Saturday night, that following Tacticon. Yep. Um, We were talking about what we were going to do next, and I wanted to be involved with the Savage, the Rocky Mountain Savages. And um, I think I had said to you, dude, we need to do a Savage Saturday night. Um, I went to Mace in North Carolina, and it was amazing just having people playing Savage Worlds. And you had been, I think, to Gen Con before and seen it and done it.
3: Yeah, I had been to Gen Con. Yep.
0: Yep. And um, and I had also gone uh, to Origins and um, done it there. And I was like, dude, we need to do this. And you're like, yeah, we do. And, and, um, and I think it was you and I think Neil that kind of took the ball and rolled roll with it, ran with it. Yeah,
3: it was Neil and I at first. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then we did that first um, Sabbath Saturday night. And I think you, Landauer, joined the community with that first Sabbath Saturday night.
3: Yeah,
1: I was um, there running GURPS. Of all things, I ran, and actually, this is interesting. Yeah, the full circle thing the game I ran at GURPS, I'm actually writing up and gonna pitch as a Weird Wars Rome campaign. Um, awesome, so so that's how weirdly full circle that's gonna come. But I was there running GURPS, and and you know, we, we still had muster, and you know, it was just a it was such a different thing back then, and to think that now we've gone from like, Gen Con didn't even have a Savage Saturday night, and now like the, the Savages ran a Savage 100, and now we're going on a friggin' cruise to run pirate games in the friggin' Caribbean. Like, to me, that is just mind-blowing, the legacy on how you can trace... Like, there was a cool thing on Reddit, like, I don't know, a couple months ago, where it said, if, if you take a, a math PhD, you can pretty much trace their thesis advisor back to like, one of two famous people, like, you know, Isaac Newton or Einstein or whatever. And um, right. pretty much everybody flows, you know, in a line of, like, this is our legacy. Like, how we, could, we go back from, like, running games in the Caribbean to running games in Denver to running a game in, at Mace. And then, you know, just how it all kind of goes back. I, I, to me, it's, it's mind-blowing how that happens.
2: Uh, to, to preface but real quick, it, something is cool on Reddit. Um, yeah, whatever. But... Um, <laughs> with, with that in mind, uh, one of the things that always amazed me about you, Ron, was the different types of games that you ran. It wasn't... I mean, I get into either a Last Parsec or Star Trek rut or, you know, Old West. Those are my three ruts. Um, I've seen you run just about anything. Um, explain to me... How, as the community manager, you're going to herd all these different cats and all these different you know I mean, from now that we have all these awesome settings that are coming out, um, ma- making that all work because that's what's fascinating to me, talking going back to muster and all that, all these different things in a generic universal system like this
0: Yeah, well, honestly, the reason I run for me, I run all these different things, is because um, I've got what you call Ooh, shiny syndrome," which we've talked about um, multiple podcasts, I'm sure. And so, you, you um, infectious Sabbath- from
1: Lee Langston, like Lee Langston yeah. is like the the local um, typhoid Mary of ooh, hot. Let's do this, and then he just you know, infects everybody else with it. So yeah,
0: and, and it's and it's crazy. Um, let me go back just a little bit and and answer your first that your previous question, Landauer. Um, how long have I been playing Savage World? worlds um i've actually been playing it since 2003 when it came out um and that's because i was a big deadlands fan and i was watching the pinnacle website um when it when it was starting to make its comeback when shane was running pinnacle out of his garage and um i saw savage worlds was coming and evernight sounded amazing and 50 fathoms sounded amazing and it was coming and this necessary evil thing so i joined the community way way back then um so i'm definitely one of those um old guard people that you talked about, I just happen to love, um, you know, all the games, and I don't care how you play it as long as you have fun, kind of thing. But to to Dustin's question, um, I don't think it's going to be hard to kind of uh, herd all the, the cats of the different settings. Um, one of the interesting things is we do have the settings-based rules section in the forum now, and I am a little, um, not freaked out, but... I'm a little nervous about having to to go back and look through specific setting books to make sure I get a roll right, um, because the first time I get something wrong, I'm gonna I'm gonna there will be tears, is what I'm saying. But, um, so so how I, I I think it's gonna be easy. I don't think it's gonna be be bad at all. I think savages in general um, love to do different things, and I did too. I I've I've used Savage Worlds to. Um, I did a Savage conversion of my, uh, of my, one of my favorite board games, Last night on Earth. Um, that's a blast, uh, to run. And, um, I've done, you know, I love Solomon Kane. I love Deadlands. I love The Last Parsec. Um, I ran, uh, Campaigns and Rippers and East Texas University. And, you know, I just love it. So and was it you who ran? Uh, I
3: think I may get this wrong, but didn't you run a game based off a of- Jonathan Colton, or I don't remember his last name. Uh, the Skullcrusher Mountain.
0: Yeah, so I ran. Yeah, I ran the uh, the uh, the gaming sequel of the story, uh, as heard in the games in the song Skullcrusher Mountain.
3: Which is a great <laughs> song. If anybody hasn't heard, it. I, and I can never remember how to pronounce his last name.
0: Colton. Colton. Okay. Yeah. Pretend there's no you in it. Yeah,
3: he's 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 an amazing guy. He also uh, has the the song uh, the the brains.
0: Yeah, read your brains. Yeah, eat your brains. That's one of my um, favorite songs. Yeah, but but Skullcrusher Mountain is a song about a mastermind, an, an evil you know Bondian mastermind that has captured a beautiful woman, and the song is him uh, trying to convince her to willingly be with him. And the uh, the adventure I ran took place thirty days. Um, after that song. So that was cool.
1: I'm just impressed. Like, yeah. I, so uh, everyone loves Ron as a as game master. I think my fondest memory of Ron, um, you're not dead or anything, but um, before. <laughs> oh, be-
3: so we remember Ron so R- fondly, Raid. don't we? <laughs> right.
1: The. Um, Uh, So right before you had to check back out to Arizona, um, we played together in a Steve Kellison horror game, and uh, it was like a high school horror game. And I just remember at at the end of that game, you gave me one of the um, little um, Smiling Jack's pewter figure, and I still have it. But that game was hilarious. Like, oh. I think I was a cheerleader and you were a jock, whatever. Whatever it happened, like we, we were just stuff went down in the gym. That was, I mean, we were just we were up in a hotel room in the Radisson, and um, we were just making so much noise because that game was hilarious. There was just so much um, just laughter. And it was a really great group, and then you had to like leave, so it was sad, and I cried. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, I, I I remember that actually, and man. The quality of gamer that um, you know we would find in, in that community up there is, is amazing. I'm very blessed to have found some amazing gamers down here and uh, amazing GMs as well. Uh, here in Tucson. I I actually help. um, Well, actually, as of the last Rincon, I no longer am one of the people that organized Rincon um, down here in Tucson. Uh, This was the first one I didn't um, help organize on. I I resigned because I want one of the steps toward doing this freelancing uh, thing that we uh, had been talking about. But um, yeah, it was, uh, I was excited to move back to Tucson because it was a better situation for my family um, at the time. But I was not excited to be leaving that community behind. Just some, some quality people, um, good people, and uh, great gaming. That said, my home gaming group here is amazing because in my home gaming group, I not only have the amazing Veronica Blessing, who any of you who have played in a game with her knows that she's an amazing player, um, but... Also, I've got uh, Tracy Sizemore in my group, um, and I've got Daryl Hayhurst in my group. And so, and the three of us, me and Tracy and, and Daryl, the, the three of us bounce, uh, bounce around as to who's running the games. So uh, that's pretty cool, being able to, to play with such high quality people.
1: I mean, once you get your audio equipment, Sorted out, like we, we uh, it took us a couple years to get it, get through, and get like an actual good board, and get some good mics, and figure it out. And we're still, <laughs> we're,
3: we still work on it every single time still... we set up, set up everything. We still, you should, that, the the amount of cords that are just everywhere is just amazing.
1: It's Frankenstonian, and there's like one, there's one Judas chord. There's like one chord in here that like it'll give you feedback if you don't like, you know, treat it nicely and sacrifice enough to it. And we haven't found what the Judas chord is yet, but. um the, once you get that set out, it'd be, I think it would be amazing if you guys did some um, you know, recorded actual plays um, of that table. I mean, just considering that, um, you know, uh, man, pretty much all of you are like Savage Luminaries, right?
3: So um, is that something you might think about doing?
0: You know, I have been interested in, in actual plays and in running them and doing them. I am concerned that I won't be able to put on the, uh, the quality that I'd like it to be because it's crazy to like get seven people around a table and tell them to all make sure they talk correctly into the mic or whatever. Um, and we're not all as talented as Matthew Mercer and and folks like him. Yeah, definitely not um as talented as the folks at uh saving throw. But um I'd like to do some actual plays, but I'd wanna figure it out so that it isn't so much work that it drives us crazy to be something that we want to release. I think that's right. the I yeah, think that's the it. And I completely agree with what you're it. saying
3: there, because really if you're if you're gonna do an actual play, I mean that's that's a different beast than just getting together with your gaming group, you know. Once or twice a month or more, if you can. And just sitting around the table and playing, because like you said, there's so much more involved in it is, is, you know, making sure that everybody can be heard and everybody's on point. And you've got all these things where, where you're more concerned with the production than you are with the role. Does that, you know, you, um, you kind of agree with that?
0: Does that make sense? I do. I do. In fact, one of the jokes that I've kind of made in the past is if I ever did an actual play, I wouldn't tell my players they were in an actual play until after. And I would have hidden mics all over the room and just work with it that way.
1: True, true. But uh,
0: we'll ignore the illegality of that and and just um, go with the uh, uh, apology. I think Arizona is a one party state. You're okay. You know, and and
3: speaking to that, I mean, thinking of actual plays and Savage World's actual plays that uh, we've talked a lot about, and uh, Chris and I uh, turned Shane onto this, but, you know, if you listen to Sounds Like Crows, Sounds Like Crows is an actual play, but it's, it's produced actual play. Yeah.
1: Oh, and I don't envy them the amount yeah. of editing it takes. I mean, that's the other thing too. Is like, I so I, 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 to be encouraging on this idea. I don't think that quality is the most important thing you guys might bring. Like, I think it'd be fascinating to hear Vern's first gming because we all love Vern. Vern's amazing, um, and we heard on your podcast that like you're tiptoeing her to run some more games. And be the game master. Yeah. And, and maybe it's so, too much so pressure. Maybe, maybe putting a mic in, in someone's face when they're for the first time. But, you know, to me, what I what I like, when you just see everything is super polished, it kind of becomes intimidating. But if you see the behind the scenes and you suddenly realize, oh, there's actually 12 people that are producers and writers and stuff on those shows. Um, you know, and right. cameramen and sound people. And it isn't just one person. Um, that might be interesting. It might be interesting to just catch... Um, a little more rough gaming kind of thing, it's just to to give people who I mean might 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 be suffering from the Mercer effect, like no, 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 this is actually how other good people do it, or this is how, you know, good gamers become better game masters. Um, it might be interesting. Like, so don't don't think the bar the, is the Happy
0: Jacks. Uh, Happy Jacks is a is a great podcast for um they, they've done some actual plays and uh, I think they do a great job of catching kind of that raw uh, you know RPG thing going on and uh, Jib does a lot of their actual plays and, and I know he's got the same kind of shiny Oosh, syndrome as I do um, you know I don't only play Savage Worlds I like different systems. Um, Savage Worlds is my favorite, and it's the one I always end up going to. And I will tell you, nine times out of ten, I'll read a role-playing book that's not Savage Worlds, and by the end, I'm thinking about how I would use it in Savage Worlds because yep. it's I just do the same you know, thing. Yeah, and that's not a knock on the other games. Part of it, I think, is my my old brain just um, can't absorb the new rules as well.
2: Being um, your go-to system uh, with the new, are you going to be a status token? or status card gm we've been having this discussion do you use both or one or the other and how do you facilitate the fiddly bits i'm i'm curious
0: sure yeah um i i have to to talk about this eventually right um yeah no i like both but i am also a hybrid in terms of switching from theater of the mind to uh, maps and minis. I think it depends on the um encounter for me as to whether or not I use minis at all. Um I'm more interested in using minis for the set piece encounters that come up. Um you know like in the uh the the Batman villain creation style factories with big vats of green liquids. Um those those are a place where you would um definitely want maps and minis. And I I do use a hybrid. I like the tokens for when I do those um, tabletop uh, things. But I like the cards a ton, especially for new players. Um, I actually bought a second deck of the status cards. And the reason for that is I actually give everybody at the table um, a shaken, a wound, um, and uh, because I'm being recorded right now, I can't think of words. um, But the uh, vulnerable and distracted, those are the four cards I give every player. And when they gain those things, because they will gain all those things at my table at some point, um, I have them flip those cards over so that they know what they need to keep track of in front of them. And if I'm playing um, Theater of the Mind, I have uh, little gaming stones that will be added to the wound cards uh, to show what their wounds are. That way I have a visual of their wounds. They have a visual of their wounds. They have that card that's in front of them. And I'm not having to hand those cards out during the game. Those are kind of just like pre-handed out. And I only hand out the cards that are are more special than those four specific status.
3: Yeah, it's so funny because when we were waiting for Christopher to get here and I was talking to Dustin and Dustin... uh... You know, put his tokens in the in the coin protectors, as did I, because of the cool Facebook post we saw. And and I've already I've already um, sleeved my status cards. And I was looking at Dustin, I'm like, you know what, Dustin, I really want a second set of status cards and a second set of tokens. So that's pretty funny. I think I think a lot of people are going. You know, thinking, hey, you know, I, I could use a couple of of sets. And Dustin has even found sleeves for the oversized action deck.
0: Yeah, um, my friendly local gaming store that I'll plug, it's called Isle of Games. Um, they have sleeves for everything, so those those decks are sleevable. I don't sleeve my action deck cards just because... Um, I shuffle them a ton, right? So um I don't sleeve those, but I could get them at Allied Games if I needed to.
2: Yeah, it's I'm I'm just this is not a paid plug or anything, but it's just so everyone knows them. They're sleeve kings, uh tiny epic compatible sleeves. They're eighty-eight by one twenty five millimeter, and you get a pack of hundred and ten sleeves, and they're like Pro Fit sleeves, like ultra pro pro fit for them there's so when you shuffle them there's nothing they're perfect yeah i'm sitting
3: here looking at this and it is yeah. an absolute perfect fit for an action deck
0: cool hey landauer you should put that in the show notes
3: <laughs> right i will
1: The unpaid <laughs> like see unpa- unpaid uh, promos are the best promos i mean you had one in your show at least well, the first episode
0: you know i'm not i'm not um I'm going to be able to remember anything Dustin just said about the brand or the size, so I'm really wanting you to put those in the show notes so that I can go to the show notes and get them.
3: <laughs> well, and I and I already took a picture of of the the label, so I'll send uh, Landauer the picture of the label, and, and we'll throw the picture up there too. Sweet, I, we're on this stuff. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, I, I one of the b- best things about Savage Worlds is the uh, is the the kind of the the kitsch that we <laughs> we find ourselves um, using. I got those. Um, those coin holders and actually because the status tokens are not double-sided my intention is to print them on um, 110 pound cardstock and I'm going to slip a 25 millimeter washer in between them in the uh, in the little coin holder to give them a little bit of heft And uh, that's how I'm going to be doing mine.
1: Yeah, that's always hot. And you can even—I mean—I wonder if you can even get slightly thicker ones and do double-sided, so you can go from turning shaken over becomes wounded. So shaken on one side. Because I know some of the the previous
3: pinnacle ones were kind of—they were double-sided like that. Um, Yeah, and unfortunately, those double-sided ones don't fit in the coin holes. They don't fit the coin holes. I I tried that already because I have a couple sets of those, and they just—they're a little little too big.
0: Yeah, I have a—I have a one-inch hole punch, and um, I have a one-inch hole punch, and I. Um, can print on the sticker paper, so I can actually stick mine directly to the washers if I want to. Um, so I might be doing that as well. We'll, we'll see. Uh, I'll put pictures online when I finally do it.
1: Yeah, well, and that, that, that's the thing is like, like there was someone commented recently on the um, one of the, the Facebook posts, like why don't you have the main book in the essentials box set? And so we had to explain to them a little bit about, you know, industry production and how, you know, if you want the main book in the box, the main book had to be finished and done and then shipped to China and it'd be two more months delay because the... You know, hey, this way you can have parallel production and have them both come together in the package. And also the fact that, like, well, you know, do you have the, the this book? What about future books? What about future errata? You know, like it gets reprinted. If the, you know, or the, you know, the deluxe version or the leather, this, you know, signed wonderful version. Um, right. But people, then the next question was, like, well, I don't know that it's really, is anything in there really essential? And it's like, well, no, technically, no. You can play Savage Worlds all theater of mind and, and you know, um. And, you know I guess you could get away without even having card decks. I mean, you could kind of theater of mind again. Initiative. As I
3: told Dustin earlier, shut your dirty mouth. <laughs> right. But the <laughs> right. Wow. Little, the old timer over there. This but, show's about to be over. <laughs>
0: right. Oh, we're getting the evil look.
1: I don't want to use enough
3: cards. Enough. I don't want to use Benny's. Here. Jesus.
0: No, I, I love them all. I gotta, Hold on. I, I've got. I've got to stop you right there. I'm gonna. I've got to jump in here, guys, because here's the deal.
1: Did Fox quit the band? What one thing makes Ron go full grognard about Savage Worlds? Will Dustin ever get a Savage moniker? Find out in our next episode. We have another full hour of interview with Ron Blessing in store for you all, but since we're splitting it up into two parts, here's the outro so you can get all the contact info you need for Ron, Vern, and Tracy's new Savage Worlds podcast, Savage Interludes. Well, Ron, thanks for um, th- well, thanks for all you did before uh, in the last uh, decade and some to lead us to this moment where we're inviting you onto our show to pimp your new show and your new job. And um, do, have you have you t- taped episode three yet? You got any previews, or is that still uh, up in the air?
0: No, yeah, it's it's still up in the air. the The main thing that we're looking to do, hopefully, is we're gonna try to spend a little time on like some more role playing. Topics and less. Uh, the last two episodes were pretty rules heavy, so I think we're going to talk more about like role playing topics in general. And obviously, when we talk about the rules portion of that, it'll be Savage Worlds, but we want this to be an all encompassing um, role playing podcast where the people that do the podcast just happen to play Savage so. World.
1: Well, excellent. The, uh, we will update the show notes as you get your podcast approved on all the platforms. Um, but right now, you do have a website. So pitch us the website where we can go start listening to Savages.
0: Yeah. It's it's uh, savageinterludes.com. And um, as of the day we're recording this, I, I think by the time you get it edited, it'll definitely be on Google Play um, because this morning I was um, sent the okay from Google Play that... Um, within 24 hours of the show would be posted. Um, it is posted now, but it's just not searchable. So you'd have to, like, find it manually. Um, so that's happening. I'm still waiting on the approval process from iTunes. Um, so if anybody was ever wondering, if you send Google and Apple at the same time, apparently you get Google back first. Um, <laughs> and um, uh, I think it's on Spotify, too. I think that's just part of what the... Uh, the uh, technology I'm using makes happen. Um, I'm using Libsyn and I think Spotify happens automatically if you're on Libsyn. So, um, and obviously we have all the RSS stuff, um, on the website you could just click on and go to that. I do want to plug the email address because we do want to like read your stories. Um, if you know, GM horror stories, player horror stories. Um, if you want to uh, send us like, you know, DM or I should say a dear Abby style advice, uh, questions, um, we'd love to, to do some of that too and the email address for that is savage interludes podcast at gmail.com uh, but other than that it's been a pleasure i am honored to hear <laughs> i'm a little i'm, I'm humbled to, to hear the way um, that you guys tonight have talked about me I, I i don't see it the way you guys see it and uh, it's it's definitely humbling for sure and i appreciate you very much and keep going with the show i i hope the cruise is awesome and keep publishing stuff buccaneer was amazing so uh, you know all the all the best yeah, uh, no, we're yeah, all gonna yeah. cry. thanks again yeah i
2: appreciate it yes yeah, so, well we we missed playing with you so uh, we may just have to do a road trip down there and just get some game on too
0: you need to come down for Rincon. Yeah, that might that might be
1: on the menu, man. We might we might try to get a bigger savage Saturday night going at Rincon like invite the rest of the country to come down and crash Rincon. So
0: Let's crash Rincon and do a savage Saturday night. I'm down. Especially now that I don't have to decide what tables it's going to be on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right? There are certain advantages to having other people do the dirty work.
0: Oh man, just being able to show up and game this last Rincon was heavenly. Kind of nice sometimes, just isn't it? Walked in like I owned the place and just played games. Yeah.
3: Well, let's uh, give uh, our uh, end of end of show spiel. You want to do it this time? You want me to do it? No, no, you you do it. Good. <laughs> All right. So uh, you can find us on iTunes. Go uh, visit iTunes. Give us a review. Uh, email us at uproar at savagecast.com. We also uh, will, would like topic ideas and anything you'd like us to talk about. Uh, I've said it before, there's only so much uh, bandwidth that we have for topics, so let us know. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook. We have uh, an Instagram now. We, have an, yeah, we are on Instagram. Ooh. What's our Instagram?
1: RM Savages.
3: RM Savages. So check you're, that out. You're on the gram.
1: It's it, it literally the whole get off my lawn thing. It is so obvious that we are not the primary age group for Instagram.
3: Well, I, tr- is- I tried Instagram from Italy when I was doing was the Savage hot. World stuff. There was stuff. some
1: ancient Roman dice that we and, put uh, up there. That was yeah. Cool.
3: So it was it was kind of cool. I so I I had to learn how to Instagram.
1: Yeah, we haven't shown anybody our abdomens yet. That and that's a promise we never will, uh, even on the cruise. I was going to say thank you. Right. Right the um we, we don't really use the filters because there isn't one that makes you younger, thinner and, you know, with more hair. There just isn't one yet. Get on that Instagram and then we probably would. <laughs> and also well, Facebook is the last thing. Right? We have a Facebook page too that just respams everything yeah. we put on. Yeah, so. Mountain savages. Oh, uh, yeah, and Fa- savage cast.
3: And savage cast, we both yeah, Facebook pages there. Uh we don't tweet very much but, you know, occasionally and that's uh our is it? Arm Savages. Yeah, it Arm is Arm Savages. Savages on Twitter. Well, so, uh, I, and we had, find and
1: we had some demand. Um, I know Manuel Sam's um, demanded that we get a um, Discord going, and um, so we're probably going to set up at least one for the um, uh, the Savagepedia. So that we can keep that as a living thing, not just a an archive of, of Swex, um, you know, bring Savagepedia into the suede generation. Um, so we'll be doing that uh, soon, and we'll probably have a Discord as well, so you can chat. Or just, you know, on the unofficial Savage Worlds Discord that Christian's got set up, um, you can ping us there too. So yeah. So you thanks everyone, Thanks there.
3: for it's listening, really awesome. Dustin. Thanks for hanging out with us again tonight.
2: Oh, it's always a joy and being able to talk with Ron and just reminisce about this stuff. It this was an absolute treat for me tonight.
3: So Dustin, I kind of I kind of think at this point that uh, you've kind of just become a third host. So
1: a third wheel? Yeah, a just fourth b- up peg leg. No, uh, uh,
3: no, nah, nah, we could call him a, vestigial a third we, we could call him a third host. He just doesn't have a cool name.
2: No, I am the one with no moniker. But
1: we, we can figure out a savage moniker. That that'll be an ongoing thing.
2: Uh, I'm concerned. <laughs>
0: You know, you you mentioned third wheel. Those were those new reverse trikes that they have are really swoopy and cool looking. So they are pretty cool. It's cool to have a third wheel,
1: right? It's more stable. It's cool. Yeah, two in front, one in back.
0: Yep.
2: I don't know where <laughs> well, this is going. I, have, I just don't. And know. And I guess well, actually, I, I the, think we have it. I the think end of episode thirty seven. I, I think so we're just, just
0: thanks for listening. <laughs> I think we need uh, no. I, I think we figured it out, man. Dustin's name is one in the back. <laughs> <laughs> And with that, that's really a (laughs)
3: good And I can't say
2: no because Ron has deemed it so.
1: (laughs) This game podcast references the Savage Worlds game system, available from Pinnacle Entertainment Group at www.peginc.com. It is unofficial media content permitted under the Media Network Content Agreement. This content is not managed, approved, or endorsed by Pinnacle Entertainment Group. Certain portions of the materials used are the intellectual property of Pinnacle, and all rights are reserved. Savage Worlds, all related settings, and unique characters, locations, logos, and trademarks are copyrights of Pinnacle Entertainment Group.